when you have a friend or family member who's grieving, it's not always easy to know how to best help them through what is the worst moments of their life. However, when you were also grieving the same loss, how do you help them while honoring the process you too are going through? You hurt because of the loss, but then you're hurting because someone you love hurts. Sometimes you put your grief on the back burner to comfort and care for your loved one, and sometimes that's okay. But what if you are just as confused and questioning God as they are and do? In today's episode, we're going to talk about three ways to help a loved one through loss when you are grieving too. And then one important thing for you to remember as you walk out this parallel loss with them. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch. It is fall, y'all. So, it'll be some kind of pumpkin spice coffee, even though I don't really like the pumpkin spice stuff. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Namibia. I hope I said that right. Namibia, our spotlight country in Southern Africa this week. Also want to give a shout out to California who continues to be on the top with the most downloads. I share these because, yes, I'm a geek, but also as a tangible reminder of the need for Christian grief support and the important fact that you are not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I heard it said that you are in one of three places in life. You're either walking into a storm, walking through a storm, or walking out of a storm. And we don't always feel that when life is going well, but when we deal with grief, we understand that a whole lot more. Life is not always easy, but when it's going along pretty smoothly with no real drama or heartache and someone you love is dealing with grief, maybe for the first time, you question everything you ever knew. And if the loss is one to break your heart too, then you have to deal with your emotions and also take care of the one you love. At the suggestion of a friend, I listened to an audiobook called Divine Disruption, Holding On to Faith When Life Breaks Your Heart. This is written by internationally known Tony Evans and his children as they talk about a season of loss in their lives. Within a very short span of time and right before COVID, multiple members of their family died, including Tony Evans' wife, his mother, father, aunt, and niece. 
His wife was also the children's mother. His mother was their grandmother. His niece was their cousin, and so on. They grieved their losses, but they also hurt for their father as he processed the pain, confusion, and loneliness of losing his life and ministry partner. And by the way, I absolutely recommend this book to you because Tony Evans is so honest about his pain, yet he is strongly rooted in his faith. So how do you help someone and help yourself when you both or the whole family is hurting and devastated? First, you need to know what you're able to do and not do when helping. Because you're hurting too, do not forget yourself in this equation. It can be so easy to take care of someone you love at the expense of your own physical, spiritual, and emotional health. Now, this is no one's fault really, but you do have to think about it beforehand because it can become your excuse not to deal with your own loss. This can also keep you from spending time in your relationship with God, and that's the last thing you want to have happen. A good way to honor your own grief journey is to always have some time every day that you call your own and then share that with your family or loved one. So for them, what are the three things that you can do to help them? Number one, do not try to fix their emotions. Allow and encourage them to share honestly. There will be good days and bad days for your loved one walking through grief. So just be present and listen more than you speak. Think about it this way. You have one mouth and two ears for a reason. Allow them to share the crazy feelings they may be having without judging and without making it about you. When you're with them, allow it to be about them. You have to rely on your support system to help you walk through your thoughts. Now, if the loss is the same for both of you, you both have just lost a parent, you both have just lost a sibling, then having a back and forth conversation like that's fine. But if your child has lost a husband or a child, the loss is different and you should be there to support them and point them, always point them to the only one who can truly heal and that's God. Remind them and yourself that this is a slow, slow process, but that it will get better. Number two, do not spend all the time you are together commiserating about the loss. If you and your loved one are close, this may be the norm, you know, to talk things out, to figure things out together, but don't allow your time to be all darkness or negativity or questioning why God would allow it. I think some of that is real and it's honest and it's fine. But what you feed grows. So if you only focus on the bad, then only the bad, the hurt, the pain, the darkness will grow. Use that time to share memories or ways to take action in the healing process. Text encouraging, uplifting, or even acknowledging Bible verses about grief to them, maybe two or three times a week. Now, sometimes you must preach it yourself. So before you go to see them, speak only what the word of God has to say, because that's powerful and that's incredibly healing. Number three, create something together in their honor. Now, this could be a photo album or some type of memorial in the home or a donation to an organization or church. 
if you have skills in crocheting or quilting, then you can create something together that will forever be in the family. But remember, it's to honor them, their life, their potential, instead of their death. I and friends donated to the hospice house in Monica's honor, and others were helped because of it. Now, these are just ideas to get you thinking of your own personal ways to honor their life instead of focusing on their death. The Evans family, from that book I told you, the Evans family wrote the book together, something that Tony Evans' wife and their mother wanted. So to recap, number one, don't try to fix their emotions or the situation. You can't. Number two, don't spend all your time together commiserating the loss. There is a time and a need for that, but that should not be the whole time. Number three, create something together in the honor of the loved one who died. And don't forget, for you, know what you are able to give in terms of time, resources, etc. And always have your own quiet time on a daily basis. When Monica died, her Aunt Audrey, who was more like a mom to her, invited me to her place in Kitty Hawk on the Outer Banks. Aunt Audrey was a small, tenacious, opinionated, <laughs> and good-hearted Southern woman. She was the stern boss of her family, while Uncle Seo, her husband, was the funny, light-hearted balance. Monica and I spent so much time with them at the Outer Banks and the cottage that going back was really hard, but I went on several occasions in the last two years before she herself died. She was the best and worst example at what I've just shared with you. She constantly tried to tell me what I needed to do on each and every visit, and I listened, and then I found myself trying to justify my decisions like not selling the house or going back to work more quickly and so on. She told me how she failed Monica, but did the best she could, and then she would ask me what I thought about their relationship. Nope, I was not going to go there. It made me dread the conversations, and it was more exhausting than helpful. Now, on the other hand, Monica had stirred something in her about her faith and trusting God for healing until the very end. Aunt Audrey didn't understand it, but she wanted to experience it. Now, those were the most honest and sweet conversations we ever had. It allowed me to share my faith as fragile as it was, and it was helpful and healing to both of us. It seems like it's easier and harder to walk through grief together because relationships are complicated and history and baggage make it more complicated. So give your loved one grace, space, time, and give yourself grace, space, and time so you both can move forward focused on what God says because that is what you really want for them and yourself if you want true healing. Your journey works or the work of your journey for this week. One thing, think about how you can help your loved one walk through their grief by using the three things as a starting point. You have to come up with your own personal thing and commit to doing it. Just one thing, just commit to doing something this week to turn the tide, to point and remind your grieving loved one of God's love, his sovereignty, and his purpose for their life. 
Our word for the week is Psalm 91.4. God will cover you with his feathers. Under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. And I looked that up because that doesn't have a lot of meaning to me. A rampart is a defensive wall. So meditate on this daily, all week. And here are some other options to help you and or your grieving loved one. Join the private Facebook group. It's called the Grief Group for Christian Women. If you want to be a part of an amazing group of faith-filled women walking out the hardest journey of their lives, this is the group to join. You can also purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. I wish I had this during my first year. This is like your compass to help guide your steps towards healing. It's broken into four sections like a mini support program to give you direction and action steps to take in the first weeks, months, and even the first year if you feel stuck. Listen at the end for more details or go to grieftogreatday.com to purchase. If you feel stuck and you want to talk out the next best step to take, schedule an individual grief coaching session. And if you don't have a church home, you are always welcome at my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to everything I just mentioned are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. Keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking steps, however small or slow or ugly, towards your healing. And here's the what to do after the loss of a loved one workshop information. Your search for what do I do now? It's over. If your loved one has just died and you feel like you're in the twilight zone and you don't know what to do, this is the workshop you need. What's just happened to you is surreal and the world can feel upside down. Getting through the day is hard enough, but knowing where to find help for what you're going through should not add to the overwhelm. Don't be frustrated searching for help and then do nothing. Mindless internet searches and the quotes on loss the ones that make you nod in agreement may provide momentary relief, but don't you want to truly heal? I know you'd rather stay in bed, but time alone does not heal all wounds. What you do with the time, that is what will determine your destination. I know you've thought, I never knew it would be this hard, but you don't know what role you play in your healing process. So in this workshop, you'll discover the most important actions to take in the confusing first days, weeks, and months of grief when the world has flipped and you're still in a fog. So think about this. What if you knew the next best step to take right now as you're forced to live life without your loved one? What if you knew the destructive actions to avoid and why? What if you didn't need to sort through the list of try this or read that from well-meaning friends and family who haven't been through loss? What if you knew someone who saw the warrior rising within you while understanding the endless tears and pain you fight against every day? What if you could build your faith instead of distancing yourself from God as you process the whys, the what-ifs, and the endless questioning? And what if you had help to live when you can't imagine life without them? Now, there are four actions to take and the workshop walks you through each of them. They are, action one, pursue God. The power, it's not in religion, it's in the relationship. Action two, 
understand grief. Grief will affect you physically, spiritually, and emotionally in ways you never imagined. Action three, process daily life. The daily grind, that's where the battles are won. Action four, seek support. There's a lot of choices for support, both in person and online, but not in alignment with your Christian values. Do not wait to walk toward healing. Become empowered, not overwhelmed. I know everything else is confusing right now. This won't be. You're going to receive lifetime access to the workshop, a private Facebook group, six bonuses including audio and written downloads, meditation cards, and discounts. So if you're ready to finally take God-focused, healthy action, get rid of the overwhelm, the wishing and the wanting to get better, this, this is the place to start. I know what it's like to watch someone you love die, to sit in a corner and to scream, to be angry with God and to hurt so bad you can't even describe it. I've experienced the kind of loss that takes your breath away. I've fought the endless tears and felt like a failure when I couldn't hold it together in church or as I ran out of the grocery store. There's hope and help. You can heal and get to the point that you're ready to create a life for yourself. And if that sounds far away or even impossible, then you're in the right place. God gave me the heart and the passion to help you walk through the hardest moments. You need to know there's life on the other side of grief. Maybe you can't even breathe right now, and the thought of laughing or being happy again seems unrealistic. Your world has been turned upside down, but you can survive and even thrive. You will breathe, laugh, and live again. The healing you want is real, and it's within your reach. And this is where you start. Take faith-based action for your healing. Go to grief2greatday.com, grief2greatday.com. Click on Work With Me and scroll to Workshop to purchase today. Look, there's a money-back guarantee, so there's nothing to lose, but there is help and hope to gain. Don't delay. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.